She's saying she has the blues, but when Drew and I have finished with her, no blues. Where did she go? Oh, hello there, beautiful. How are you? Stretch car, how are you doing? All right. Uh, if you call me Stretch car, then I can say, hi, Smurfette. How are you? Uh, all right, then. <laughs> I'm going to start this conversation off by asking, how did you get that name, Smurfette? Uh, well, I had a lot of, I used to have parties at my house mm-hmm. and I was being cool and I invited one of the older girls, you know, she was a couple grades, grades above. And so she was like, no, I'm not coming to your party with you and your little Smurf. And she was like pointing at me, you know, <laughs> not coming to your party, you and your little Smurfs because she was older. Right. So it wasn't cool right. to come to a younger kid's party. Little did she know that the name would make me, you know. A little popular. So the name got stuck. And so be it. That's so it. So be it. <laughs> now, you know, I've had several nicknames myself. Anxious, Stretch, Jughead. And I've answered to all of them. Whenever anybody calls me, I say, yeah, what's up? Because you know something, I don't care. As long as they enjoy that, I enjoy it too. So now I want to know how... Um, the other question, because you had some good questions for you, you know. So, you know... I'm just warming up your brains for Drew. All right. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> now, um, how did you get involved in singing? What made you want to sing? Um, you know what? For as long as I could remember, it's something that I've always liked to do. I remember in prep school in Jamaica, they mm-hmm. would put me on the tables to sing. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> That's um, so I guess you can say it's an inborn thing. And so they would put me on the tables and everybody would, would say, do it again, do it again. And then later on, I started singing in church as most of us started. Right. I was in the church choir and later on I joined a band in church. And so that's pretty much how I got started. All right. And, um, and you had any, any, any sort of, uh, heroes in your eyes when you started singing? I mean, the, the later days kids have, uh, Whitney Houston, et cetera. Who, who you had? Um, definitely, um, Marvin Gaye, mm-hmm. Bob Marley, mm-hmm. Roberta Flack. Oh, yeah. You know, all the greats, pretty much, you yeah. know, um, a little bit of, uh, mostly, most of the Americans, because that's what we grew up hearing all these American exactly. artists. And I thought they were all Jamaican artists <laughs> because the songs were all covered. So I'm like, I want to be like that person. I want to be like that person. Right. And then later on, only to find out that they're covers. But at the same time, you know, I still want it to be like them. So Roberta Flack, um, I used to love um, Dionne Warwick. Oh, yes. You know, Ken Booth. All of them. You know, it's, it's kind of hard to choose. I had the pleasure of uh, introducing Dion Warwick on stage at the Carib Theatre once. And, uh, uh, you know, she had a song called Anyone Who Had a Heart. 
Will look at me. Oh, yeah. I know that I love you. But she came on the stage and she went, anyone who had a heart would look at in some sort of jazz formation. Well, I've mm-hmm. never heard booze so loudly in my life. She's amazing. And oh, still yeah. is. You know, and um, she said, what happened? What happened? They said, sing the song. Because, you know, Jamaican people who are here, sing the song like the record. <laughs> and she never made that mistake again. The second show, she came out there with it and bloom. Yeah, Dion Warwick, still amazing with that voice. Um, so Miss Nelson, um, tell me a little bit about your journey into the music. Um, you ever toured with anyone? Yes. Um, Pat's sister P as, uh, She's affectionately known. Mm-hmm. She got me um, after I did the church group and worked with some local bands in Montreal, Jakarta, New Horizon, um, Determination, New Horizon. Mm-hmm. Um, a few years later, she got me a job working with Lorraine Passon, the fabulous ah, South African singer yes. who once lived in Montreal. Right, um, right. She got me a job touring with her. So that's when I went on the first tour. And... Uh, Later on, moved to Jamaica for a bit. Started working with Bujo and Wayne Wonder with the Penthouse crew. Ah, how, on, how was that experience? Oh, that was amazing. That was amazing. Um, Penthouse had a, with a German, solid but- um, team. We started off um, just kind of honing our craft. You know, we had Wednesdays uh, for new singers, upcoming singers to just go and practice. Mm-hmm. Whether it's writing or you can sit in on sessions, seeing how the other artists record. So we would go and hang out all night pretty much and record if we felt like it, write if we felt like it. And um, started putting out, you know, a couple of songs. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I guess once they felt that I was seasoned enough, um, Donovan Germain said, all right, um, you know, how would you like to do some back vocals for Wayne? And so I started doing back vocals for Wayne Wonder. And then later on, Buju. And, uh, you know, it was a package with Wayne Wonder, Buju. And we had at the time Frankie Sly, Twiggy. And so, ah, so from there. You know, Miss Twiggy a long time then. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Ah, from the Penthouse label because she was around at... Um, that time there's a song i want i, I want to ask you about who you did this song for but uh j- let's give a listen ready for you i love this song Wait. i'm ready for you let me rewind it juliet I'm nelson ready for you. i'm ready for you i love this song Loving it, loving it, loving it. Love the words of it too. Who you recorded this for? I recorded that with Vern Maytone at Maytone Studios. Ah. That's just an idea that I was fooling around with. It's not even. It's a pro. It's still. It's still a working project, right? Ah, but it sounds yeah. good, man. Sounds sweet. 
Sweet. I love it. it. Loving it. And the words are nice. You wrote the words? You you put the words together? Yes, I did. But, you know, it's like I said, it's still some work to be done. Nice, nice, nice. Real nice. And how is it working with Vern Maytones? If he's not good, you can tell me, eh? <laughs> well, then I won't tell you on the air. No, no. Vern is a nice guy. That's no, no, my no, brother it's, from it's me. Really a, it, it, it's, it's really amazing working with him. He's nice. He just he's lets nice. me do my thing, you know, um, and it's great so I can get to experiment. And of course, he has so much experience. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows he's the famous Vernon Maytone, Money Warriors Maytone. Yes. So it's been a fabulous journey um, getting to, um, you know, exercise my craft and, and, and learn more with about songwriting. And, and I'm, I'm, I haven't touched the board yet, but that's something I would like to do. What? What you know, board? The song? To, to get behind the board and, and, and learn to, to manage the system. Sometimes when he leaves the room, I'll try to push a button here and push a button there. But. <laughs> I wouldn't know <laughs> what know. to push, so I wouldn't even try that. Um, <laughs> it's now, a nice place to go and, 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 and practice, chill out. so to speak. Yes. You know? and, and yeah. So we have a lot of projects that we started that we still have to finish. Good, good. Now, Vern is a beautiful person to work with and to just to know, you know what I mean? I, I, I am supposed to be on that journey, but <clears throat> I, I'm, <laughs> I'm retired. <laughs> no, but. No, never, never, never. You have a fabulous voice. You could never. No, oh. you need to keep singing. Okay, I owe you the check. I'll send a check for you for saying that, but I thank you anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, what is it surviving in Montreal, being an artist? What, 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 what it takes, really? Ah, uh, well, first of all, you have to keep practicing. You have to stay current mm-hmm. and uh, keep writing, keep recording, and just stay true to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any bands that you work with here in Montreal, in Montreal that, you know, you, you feel good about and all that? Definitely. I love working with Jab Jab. As a matter of fact, I've been working with Jab Jab since, yikes, probably since I was a teenager. Mm. I first worked with Jab Jab when we came to Ottawa to the Caribbean hideaway. Ah, yeah, that's a long a place time where ago. a lot of us got started at the Harpers. Right. Um, so I'm, they're still around and I'm still working with them. And uh, I, it's always a pleasure. I get excited whenever Jab Jab is playing. I'll mm. be working with them tomorrow at Club Balatou. At Balatou, is, uh, they're, Balatou doing, they're doing night, their things. Nine yeah. o'clock people. So it would be nice if you come out. I also like working with... Um, there's a team of musicians. They're not really a band, but you have really good musicians. Like you have, you have Bobby Pottinger, you have Neil Benskin. Um, well, there's, there's Byron, you know, and, um, Tony, mm-hmm. just to name a few. These are artists that these are musicians who've been around for a long time. Yes. And yeah. they're very, you know, they're very reliable and they're still doing their thing. So it's nice once in a while to know that, uh, you know, they can support me when I need a backing band. Nice, nice, nice. So, um, uh, you know, because of this virus thing and all that, uh, a lot of people not moving around or going anywhere because they're having nothing really. I was hoping that this September coming up, I'd be going to New York and uh, go hang out with my friend Wasi because he knows where all the, the parties are, but it doesn't look like it. 
So, um, do you feel that, uh, artistic pressure from the COVID virus that you can't perform here, there, and everywhere? Not really, you know, because I, I wasn't doing too many shows in Montreal mm-hmm. anyways. So, but anywhere for that matter to travel, you know, um, well, definitely, definitely to travel. Yes. To, you know, so, but I mean, you know what you have to make, this is, this is the situation right now. So we have to make the best of it. And if it's a virtual concert, then it's a virtual concert. Yes. Yeah. How does a virtual concert feel? It's, um, you're singing to six people and uh, you have to pretend in your head. It's at least a hundred in that room. How does it feel? You know, how, how, how does it's, it work? It, definitely the audience plays a big role because, you know, without the fans and the audience, it's not the same, right? A right. lot of us wouldn't be where we are without the fans and the audience. But if there's no one there, you still give your best. No, because you're still, you're still performing to someone. They will view it later on, you know, on the internet, but still. You still give your best, so Great. you 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 still put your all into it. Definitely, you miss the audience, but you still have to give it a hundred percent, so that you know. In they have to believe what you're saying. So if you go up there and you fake it, <laughs> you know, I, I so know, you still have to you still have to deliver, I, even I, though you might be singing to six people. Doesn't I, matter one or a thousand. Still give it your best. I totally agree with you. I remembered we, we did the hotel circuit in our band in Jamaica. And sometime when you start at seven in the evening, uh, people are at supper and what have you. It's just you and two waiters and the rest of the band members. But sometimes, you know, um, I remember doing that and it would feel so good because if you made a mistake, you could correct yourself and all that type That's of thing right. without too yeah. many people knowing. But I want to wake up Drew because um, I'm sure he's there sitting, wondering what he's mm-hmm. going to ask. Um, you can call her Smurfette, Andrew. That's only for me. <laughs> Are you there, Drew? Are you listening to me? Drew? Is he? No. Uh, you hearing me, Drew? No. Hello. Hi, Stretch. Oh, why are you playing with the buttons there? Uh, I'm not playing with the buttons. Something is too loud there then. All right, go right ahead and speak to the lady. Hi, Julia. How are you doing? Because I'm not allowed to call you Smurfette. <laughs> <laughs> you can call me Smurfette. It's all right. Ah. Okay, because uh, I really like how you got that nickname. You know, I'm not coming to hang out with you and your little Smurfs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I moved to Montreal back in the 80s. And I remember, you know what I mean? Like getting into the, the DJ scene and hearing about this Smurfette. And one of the tunes that really got me going on you was uh, this tune. Uh, I think
trust me, that's that tune really got me going. And I remember, <laughs> I remember, and you must recall this moment. I remember going to see Buju perform at the Metropolis, and the house is full. Uh huh. You know, I mean, it was Buju, Wayne Wonder, Frankie Sly, and I think yourself and Twiggy was probably doing the backup. That's right. And, that was the crew back then. Yeah, and I think like I remember you touching the stage. How did it feel at that moment performing of, in front of all of those people in your hometown? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I was overjoyed. My heart was full. It was coming home. You know, I think it was the first time I was coming back home working with Buju. So it was it it it, it I I was I can't even put it in words. When I looked out there and I saw my family, my friends. It was, it was, it was, I, I, I still can't put it in words today mm-hmm. because I never thought it would happen. And so, you know, that's, that's, that's the moment that I would never, ever forget. It was unbelievable. It was amazing. Okay. Did you grow up in Montreal or you grew up in uh, Jamaica? No, I grew up in Montreal. I've been living in Montreal since I was a little girl. Since you were a little girl. So going back to Jamaica now and getting into the full reggae industry, how was that? Wow. I had to work really hard to feel like I belong because (laughs) leaving there at 12 years old and going back, you know, it was quite different. Because number one, you open your mouth and right away they know. They call you foreigner, foreigner. So I had to find my footing again, you know. I had to work really hard to feel authentic, you know, to feel like I was doing it some justice. So that's why it was nice to be with Penthouse. And that song, by the way, that was probably one of my, maybe my second Penthouse release. So going back there and working with Penthouse was a really great experience because, you know, it was, you started off with baby steps and then gradually they put you out there. So. You know, we got groomed and ready to go out on the road. So it it, it was a really good experience. So so if that was your second penthouse release, I think this was probably your first. Straight up may mention me. Oh, don't you deny that the situation's getting worse, the tension is too high. You tell me that you love me, but still you treat me cold. When the nights get lonely, I don't have my man to hold. Love me, love me or leave me. Am I, am I correct? I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but wow! Like, um, the first penthouse release was "Turn Down the Lights." Turn down the lights. That light. was the first one. That was my very first. Yeah. So this one, yeah, this is probably this could be maybe the third, fourth. Yeah, but "Turn Down the Lights" was the first one. So when you, when you got to Jamaica, you said it was a little bit difficult. Um, about how long did it really? Um, take you to get going, you know what I mean? Like, you know, going on these labels, if I remember these rhythms, it was like Wayne Wonder, Buju, Garnet, Silk, uh, you know, even some of these rhythms had Beres on it, you know what I mean? So how long did it take you to really get into that circle and get going? Um, Well, 
it didn't take me very long because how this started was I had a friend who lived in Ottawa. He's since passed on. And he used to buy records because he had a record store back in Ottawa. And so he was going to buy records. And so he said, you know, you're here. Why not just go? Come with me and I'll introduce you to Donovan Germain. And, and you can, you know, we'll see who can get an interview um, to an, an audition. So I went with him and he, he, he told Donovan, you know, this is my sister. And, you know, she can sing. Can she come for an audition? And he's like, sure, you know, bring her back tomorrow. And so I went, I did my audition. And um, him say, yeah, you know, I think we can get a one tune out there. You know, um, and so I'm like, one tune. Anyhow, that's how it started. I went back the next day and the next day and the next day. And like I said, we would go on Wednesdays and practice, hang out all night, write songs, just try to see how everything works and, you know. From there, that's when, I guess, when he felt like, you know, I was, I had learned enough. Then he put me on a few local shows at Wayne Wonder. And then a few months later, maybe by the next year. So let's say it took it probably about six, seven months until um, he put me to work with uh, both Wayne and Bojo. But I started out with Wayne doing some shows around the island. And then about six, seven months later, teamed up with uh, another penthouse artist, Twiggy. And so Twiggy and I started doing the back vocals for both of them. Twiggy was already there and, and very was very well established and is an amazing, amazing singer. And I learned a lot from her, too, because she was dead on when it came to the harmonies. And so I learned a lot from her on doing back vocals, you know. So from there, things took off. So when you start to record on your own, like, uh, how was that with Donovan Germain? Were you allowed to do your own writing or he just wanted, or you were just doing covers? No, no, no. Um, the first song I did with them was mine. I wrote the lyrics um, on uh, the Far East Rhythm. So definitely I was encouraged to do my own writing from day one. Oh, and then they suggested, um, one of the engineers, I think, suggested show and tell to do as a cover. Okay. Um, so yeah, we're definitely originals are always uh, welcome. I mean, it's the best way to go, right? If you can write your own material, then that's even better. Okay. So like traveling with Wayne Wanda and Buju and the whole crew, where were some of your favorite places that you touch and some places that you really remember besides like Montreal? Cause I know like, like I know like uh, artists like uh, Freddie McGregor and Barris, right? When they have their backup singers, at some point of the show, they really put them to the forefront to get that little highlight. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, besides Montreal, were there any other places that you went on that tour? And, you know, I mean, when you got your shine, like the people really accepted you. Yes. Um, when we would do the islands, like Bahamas, you know, um, the Virgin Islands, the reception was really, really awesome. You know, because it was nice that when we got there, they knew who we were and they knew the songs that we were doing. So that was that that was pretty amazing. Yeah, that was my next question that, that I was going to ask you is if you ever been to anywhere and like, you know, I mean, they already knew your sounds and, you know, I mean, you were known. You were known. So what advice would you give to any young artist coming up in Montreal? 
that really want to get out there? Um, definitely writing, write your own material, sing things that you believe in, you know, speak the truth, be true to yourself. Don't write something that you will regret later on. You know, for example, um, some people like to go in the way of violence or slapness. If that's not you, then don't do it. Don't do it just to get likes. You know what I mean? Think things that are conscious and uh, things that will empower other people and empower yourself. So be true to yourself and, and, and write, write, write. So just, just be like Twiggy and sing a lot of love songs. <laughs> there you go. You can't go wrong with love, right? <laughs> Sorry, that's my love goes perfect. wrong, it's still love. <laughs> no, because your voice, you, your, voice, your voice is truly amazing. You know what I mean? And like I tell you, this, this song, Show and Tell, you know what I mean? It really uh, hit home. Every time I think about it, I remember Johnny Black. Drew, you don't know what Smurf effect, man. You don't know what Smurf effect. Johnny Black was like, I'll say your biggest, your biggest supporter. You know, Johnny Black, Foxy, rest in peace. The whole Virgo crew, I'm telling you, um, a lot of respect to them. Because when we were rehearsing in my basement, they were the ones who would push me. Cut the mic, cut the mic, cut the mic. Sing a, sing a song, sing a song. And they probably had me singing the same song for years. But they would always encourage me to go and do it. You know, and so that was where... I got a lot of my practice and I was extremely shy, but they kept pushing me, you know, sing your song, sing a song, sing a song. And also too, Stretch and Clement Davis, they were the ones who brought me on a lot of shows. I remember being at the Spectrum, opening the show for Millie Jackson mm -hmm. and uh, it was Stretch and Clement. They brought me to New York for the first time. So they were the ones who helped me along the way, so to speak, you know, they were always there encouraging me and booking me on gigs. And so that was a big help, you know, that, that helped me to, to learn a lot and to branch off into areas that I probably wouldn't have at the time. Okay. So besides uh, Donovan German, is there, other, is there any other known producers in Jamaica that you really worked with? I did a little bit of work with Mikey Bennett because a couple of the songs that I did for Penthouse, I actually recorded them at Mikey Bennett's studio. Um, later on when I joined Whirl Girl. Oh yeah. So after working with Buju, I, I joined Whirl Girl. Um, and so when I was working with Whirl Girl, we worked with, um, Freddie McGregor and uh, who else? Mikey Spice. We did a project with Sly and Robbie. Um, they didn't really come to fruition, but at least we had the experience to work with them. I think the stuff we did with Freddie, some of it was released, and also with Mikey Spice. So that was that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, how was the World of Girl experience for you? That was amazing. That was amazing. Because remember, I'm a little shy girl from Montreal. And so even when I was working with Buju, I was still very shy. Now, by the time I got to working with Girl Girl, they taught me, like, just laugh at yourself. You know, if you make a mistake, so what? It's not a big deal. Just keep going. You know, and we had choreographers. And so I had to learn dance moves. We had a whole team that helped us to get it together. And so... 
I had a fabulous experience working with them. That really helped me to, um, to polish off what I had learned with Penthouse. Nice, 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 nice. So what, what have you been up to throughout the last uh, few years? You know what I mean? Because I hear a little single from you here and there, here and there. You know, but what have you been really up to? That's, that's about it. I'm always recording, you know, even if it's not released, I'm always writing and recording, you know, that's never going to stop. Um, the shows once in a while and that's all right. You know, I mean, I don't have a band of my own. So once in a while, when I have the pleasure of working with one of the bands in Montreal, it's okay. I don't have the same not to say a drive, but I mean, there's not a lot of venues anymore. You know, it's limited in terms of places to go. And, 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 you know, back in the day, we had so many venues available and there was a show like every single night of the week. It's not like that anymore, you know? And so I feel that it's time not to stop, but, you know, to take a step back and, and let the others do their thing. You know, you have a lot of artists in Montreal who are doing, who, who's doing their thing. You have, Diva, you have Kayla Allen, you know, there's so many of them, too many to name. So it's, it's let them do their thing. And once in a while, if something, you know, tickles my fancy, then I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. I have a question here from your sidekick. Oh and she's boy. Asked you about the DJ years. The DJ years. As in me rapping, DJing, or in terms of a DJ as sound system. I would, I would figure that she means a DJ sound system. Okay. Um, I'm not sure what she's asking, but definitely the sound systems played a big role because like I said, before there was Virgo, there was, boy, I'm going to get in trouble because I can't remember some of those names, but pretty much all the sound systems in Montreal, Every single one of them, wherever they were playing and I was there, then definitely they would put me on the mic and I would have to do something. There was the basement, the basement. There was always a sound system in somebody's basement. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure if that's what she's asking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that mean like you were like basically like, let's say uh, back in the days when the DJ is playing and you'll just flip the record. And you just jump on and you do your thing. You start singing, you start DJing. That's basically what used to happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, that's something that I still like to do once in a while, but it's not, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a singer, not a DJ or a rapper, so to speak. But yeah, sometimes I, I, I do like to do that. So who's a, uh, who's a uh, Twiggy? Who's Twi uh, Oh my God. Why do I keep on calling you Twiggy? <laughs> <laughs> I think you know what I think it is. I think it's the dreads because we interviewed Twiggy a couple uh, about a month ago, right? And it's the same dreads and everything. You know what I mean? So Smurfit, who is Smurfit in everyday life besides the Smurfit that we know as a singer? Who is Smurfit in everyday life? I'm a mom, preschool educator, and just an all-around homebody. Just an all-around homebody. 
<laughs> I love going home and 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 put on some music, open a bottle of wine, and do some baking. And you know, after a long day, that's me. So, when you're baking, what's your favorite thing to bake? Oh, geez, asphalt. <laughs> stretch. I know you're still there, Stretch. I'm just enjoying the conversation. You know, I mean, um, uh, what what's this? Uh, she's funny as heck too. Who is that? Right? You know, about oh, that's my cousin. That's my cousin. <laughs> that's Miss Juliet. Um, I I'm just. I'm just enjoying the conversation between two you two. So uh, I'm just gonna I, I'm gonna um, run this song here, and then you build up for some more conversation with um, Juliet. All right. I'm ready for your love. This is brand new by the lady. Ooh, is this the one you did with uh, Little Thunder? Little Thunder. Yes. I'm ready for your love, Juliet Nelson. Something on my mind. Ah, yeah. I've been trying to say. I think it's time. I think I'm going to rewind I'm it because stretch you talking over the people. Of music. Brand new. Brand new. Is it on the market as yet, Juliet? Yes, it is. All right. Let me lead you into love, Juliet Nelson. So tell me something. I love this, you know. I love this. Um, any more like this coming up for sure? Oh, definitely. Um, how your distribution? How your distribution with these rec- these um, MP3s? <laughs> the distribution. The, the, um, you know. Let me let, let me stop this music here so you can hear me um, because that that's one of the major problems with artists coming out of Jamaica, the distribution of their music because you know you get questions like uh, I gonna send a music for you know Mister Street so you play it, but um how is that going here in uh, Montreal? Well, it's released on the Little Thunder label and mm-hmm. it is available on iTunes, Spotify. Nice. Because oh. I'm going to ask Mr. Lindsay in Florida. He knows every Jamaican music that's on Spotify. So I'm going to ask mm-hmm. him if he, if he hears it and he needs to comment on that tune because I think it's a, it's a well done track. Um, Little Thunder, you gotta take your hats off to them for that one because um, definitely, definitely, Little Thunder. Um, 
That's the first yeah, song. Doing some good work. Yeah, good work. Uh, um, that's the first song ever played on 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 West Indian rhythms, you know. So, I gotta give them props. Good work and good direction. Uh, go ahead, uh, Mister Mister Chatty Chatty. <laughs> okay, sir. So, uh, I'm gonna ask you two more questions, uh, Juliet. I know um, you had two more questions, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you, I, I know I already touched on this, but I'm going to touch on it again. Did you encounter any challenges when you went back to Jamaica and start to uh, sing and record? And is there anything out? Is there anything that you would change? You know, what I mean, coming up in your career, if you had to go back, if, is there anything that you would change today? Um, I didn't really have any challenges so to speak um the main thing was for me to stop being so shy as I am right now because I <laughs> don't like to be put on the spot <laughs> when I'm on stage I love it but this here freaks me out <laughs> I get nervous and tongue-tied but no like I said you know they really took very good care at least I can say for myself you know I had a lot of time to rehearse there was always someone to show me the rope, the ropes if I was doing something wrong. And so there was no pressure. There was no pressure. You know, it was, it, it wasn't easy, but it was, it wasn't too difficult, you know, because they had a whole team. They had a whole team to help us out. Um, so I had lots of rehearsals, you know, um, like I said, I used to sit in on other artists recording some writing sessions. And so that helped me for when I got on the stage and the rehearsal itself was like a show. You know what I mean? We rehearsed full on dread as if it was the show. So that helped a lot. So when we got out there, we knew exactly what we had to do. Mm-hmm. You know, Buju would sweat and change clothes and it was just like full show. And we would rehearse for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. You know, for many weeks at a time before we go on the road. So there was no room for error. You know, it's not perfect, but we were, we worked really, really hard to make sure that when we got out there, you know, we were on point because people were paying their money to come. So we worked very, very hard. So for me, um, the only thing that I would have changed is that I didn't give myself enough credit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I took it very serious and I kind of lost out on a little bit of the fun side sometimes. But um, it was it, it was a really good experience. Are you learning to enjoy yourself now? Definitely no. Definitely. I would be the one laughing on stage until I even forget my, <laughs> my lines. Mm. You know, I've learned to get comfortable with it now that... Something happens, there's a mistake, I let it go. Very good. So because you have to learn to 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 appreciate yourself, whatever goes, whatever goes. We learned that at an early age. Because um being on a stage in Jamaica at the age of thirteen is not as easy as here because they're not afraid to boo you. You know what I mean? If you're That's not doing right. well. That's right. So you learn to love yourself, whatever mistakes you make. And I've, I'm I'm right. happy to see how you've grown. You haven't gotten that um that head that you have to be 
sexually explicit. Like I've seen some of the, I won't call their names, but I've seen some of them coming out of Jamaica and it's like uh, they're trying to sell sex on the t- TV or the um, internet. And um, some of them has a voice that they should just concentrate on the voice. Look dressed nice and all that, but the blatant, um, you know, uh, position. And uh, I always admired that about you. So, you know, um, it's uh, coming up to that time when we're going to say goodbye. But if Drew has any more questions, you know, being a bitch and he has to have that last question. <laughs> Yes. Well, no, I, no, I already, I already got my my last question. I, my last question was the double question. You know, what I mean, and your voice is amazing. Show and tell. What, my last question to you is: Out of all your recordings, what's your favorite song? See, I tell you, my favorite song would is is "Turn Down the Lights" because that was the first one I did with Penthouse, and oh. so for me, that has a special place in my heart. You have it there, young man. Yeah. I I had it and I can't find it for some reason. That's the same. I was actually I was actually listening to it this week, and when she said that was her first recorded on the Far East Rhythm, I remembered it. But for some reason, I can't find it. That's okay, (laughs) Juliet. I just want to thank you. You've been a very nice guest, uh, (laughs) and I um. We have to wrap up like we normally do at 6.45 and uh, get in some commercials. But I'm watching you. I'm watching you as you grow. And um, carry that smile with you because it's beautiful. I remember when you were <laughs> younger, you nobody could get you to smile. That's you know? true. And, That's uh, true. Now I that was the original screw face. Yeah, maybe maybe one of the Smurfs, maybe one of the Smurfs. <laughs> that was my armor, screw face. But thank you guys so much for having me. Yes. It was a pleasure. It's uh, <laughs> it's 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 we will be, we will be back in the fall, in the winter when it's cold and everybody's inside because we want All them right. to hear you some more. So I thank you, my dear. And um, I, I, another song that I love, we're gonna leave you with this. Is this one? Cherish every moment. Cherish every moment. Juliet Nelson. Thank you, my dear. Have a beautiful Thank rest you. of the evening. Thank you. And Drew, Thank, Thank you. you. Every day is a gift. Don't take it for granted. Somebody just said yes. Her interview was one of my favorites. Love the voice in this. Eh? Give thanks. I appreciate love it. Yes, I love the voice on this boy. Thank you. How how long ago was this recorded? Um, I think this came out fall of 2019. Beautiful. Beautiful. Tomorrow Hear that voice It's promised to no one 
gotta cherish every moment, you know. I'm telling you. Cherish every moment. Life is short. Life. You harmonize with yourself on this? Yes, I did. Nice. Nice. Love this track. Anyway, Miss Juliet, thank you, darling. Have a beautiful rest of the day. All right, Stitch. Take care. Bye, Drew. Bye. Love Montreal, myself. Yes. Say hello to Bill Daniels in New York for me. Hello, Mr. Bill Daniels. All right. And Sydney Brown in Toronto, Canada. They're both locked on. Big up, Sydney Brown. Yes, you would like that. He's That's my drummer. My original ah. drummer. Yeah, I've heard a lot about him. Yeah. <laughs> Sydney, you owe me some money, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> I just want to say a quick thank you to everyone who tuned in on the Zoom from Montreal to Philly to Ottawa, Toronto. Love and respect. Yes. Thank you, my dear. Thank you. Juliet Nelson. Thank you, Drew. Another week. Next week, we're going to have a very unique show. I must remind you. Um, the only singing MC coming out of New York. He will be on with us. And of course, I'm going to have... Double basic Brandon Lewis at 4.30. Want you to hear this Jamaican youth, the only black person that plays with the Montreal Symphony Choir. All right? All right, so I'm just going to drop in two commercials and then we will run down some music and we will be out of here. Another week well spent with Juliet Nelson. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed the chat. Nice to listen to these young folks.